views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. You know, how does it get any better than this? Boy, it just keeps getting better, better, and better. And I just love, love, love making sure that we are bringing you the best of the best of what you're looking for. And, you know, being able to have conversations like the ones we have on the show, it's just a blessing. It's a real gift. I'm so thrilled to have my friend and colleague back, David Christopher Lewis, joining me here today. He is an amazing clairaudient. He is an Aquarian spiritual author, talented musician, composer. You know, he is the co-founder of the Hearts Center and Maru University. And what a mission he is on. You know, many of you have heard the sh- his, his fabulous hit radio show, Heart Centered Talk Radio, but also you know about his book, you understand about the many books he's written, about the university, the teachings, you know, the invitation to a higher level of consciousness. You know, he's received and delivered more than 4,000 messages from angels, masters, and divine beings. He calls these messages heart streams. You know, these are progressive revelations for today. And the topics, they go from everything from divine science to abundance and healing. And he's joining us here today because we're going to talk about some of the most incredible messages being given to him, to us, from St. Germain, St. Germain on Advanced Alchemy. This is heart streaming in the Aquarian age. This is, this is really going to be one of these conversations that, boy, there's just not enough time in the show to be able to talk about the many things, the many revelations, but boy, we're going to do our best to try. And it's so great, so great to have, um, you know, David joining us here today. There are tours that he's going to be on. We're going to tell you about those. Um, David's also going to be in the Seattle area at University Books uh, in August and third place books, uh, August 10th, third place books on August 11th, East West Bookshop, August 11th from 7 to 9. Uh, I can't wait to meet him there. There are events that are coming, work that he's going to be doing here in this town, as well as in the Eugene area and Mount Shasta area. And we'll tell you how to find out more about this. But alchemy works 
And so we're going to talk about some of the secrets of advanced spiritual alchemy. David Christopher Lewis. David, it's great to have you here. I love this topic. I love it. Advanced alchemy. Right. Tell me about advanced alchemy. Tell me about how this is, how this has come to be. And also, and tell me about the absolutely incredible uh, results that point to how alchemy works. Well, St. Germain is the master alchemist of the age and of many ages, and I have to give him full credit for this book and this teaching because it is through his phenomenal wisdom and his stupendous heart that this new revelatory teaching has come forth. So alchemy is really the science of divine love and higher beingness as he presents it, And the work of alchemy really takes us deeper into our own magical and mystical heart field, which is a radiant chakra at the center of our being, through which we can experience the divine light. And within this book, St. Germain really releases beautiful spiritual formulas for our lives today to assist us in accelerating consciousness, and we do this through enlightened love. And what do I mean by that? Well, it's it's love wisdom. It's not just love for love's own sake. It's love for a purpose, and that is to, to promulgate the kingdom of God on earth, mm-hmm. the, the heaven world right where we are, in a very practical way through this beautiful science of spirit. And many have touched on the science, and I think we're, we're finding in today's world that many other spiritual teachers are, are bringing to the fore beautiful concepts, new revelations, and they are part of this whole alchemy of planetary transformation through divine love. And St. Germain is really at the, the nexus of all of this manifesting, and I just love him so much. He is a magnificent being. And the first time he came to me in my home in Paradise Valley on June 10th, 2004, I was just in awe of his magnificent presence early in the morning as I was meditating and gave his first heart strain to me. And then later, a few years later, is when uh, he decided to release enough teaching to actually produce this beautiful book, which has three major parts. And the key, I think, in the subtitle, Heart Streaming in the Age of in the Aquarian Age, is something that we can all tune into because this term heart streaming is something that we all can do. Heart streaming is is more powerful than brainstorming. It's really focusing within our hearts to access divine light and energy and that light has intelligence and is providing us with the answers to every question that we may have. When we enter the sacred space of stillness to receive inspirations from within ourselves, from God, from the divine, it's a magical experience. And this science of alchemy is really something that we can tune into to emanate light, love, and divine frequencies to the world. 
as we visualize it, as we feel it within our hearts, we feel the light of love pouring forth from within us to all life, and this is solving the problems of today, which are many, mm-hmm. and giving birth to this miracle of new life that is all around us. So it's really a privilege and a pleasure to be at the nexus of the release of this teaching, to share St. Germain's message with humanity, and to really allow everyone to feel this shift and this greater awareness. You know, part of what we're talking about here today is, you know, the search for answers, the search for answers. And, you know, this is covered so beautifully in the book. I I think, you know, the section that I that I really looked at and really spent quite a bit of time with, and there are many sections that we spend time with, but definitely it is looking at these 33 questions. And, in, and you know, the 33 questions that are, are defined in this book, you know, they go, they range from talking about the violet flame, how that works, to talking about our time at Earth, on Earth, and, you know, the what role in the world alchemy is played by higher developed children that are being born. And, you know, I want to talk for a minute about the children, because it is a conversation that seems to be coming up more now than it ever has. And the reason it's coming up, David, is because, you know, we have taken some very gifted children and and people have come on and talked about how we've categorized them, how we're drugging them, how we're doing so many things to keep that that burgeoning spirit contained. I would love for you to talk a bit about the children, if you don't mind. Sure. Well, the children are gifted because they come from a space of perfection already. Having decided to incarnate upon Earth for the supreme purpose of bringing higher consciousness to humanity. And they don't have some of the baggage that maybe we had when we came. Based on a, you know, our past life experiences, they, they come with a pure heart and a stream of awareness that allows them to perceive more from the whole rather than from just the part and, and more in a, of an eclectic uh, universal awareness rather than just something that's very uh, minimal or you know kind of jaded with with a view based on uh, lo- you know locality rather than universality so they're, they have an expanded awareness of interconnectedness and the, and the course the internet has facilitated this and they are at the nexus of this shift and although you know there are some that have been drugged to submission uh, because they have so much energy flowing through their bodies that our educational system can't handle that we have to learn that there are different learning techniques and ways to facilitate their inner genius and wisdom being drawn forth so that we can utilize it to solve the problems of today and to self-discover more of who we are and what the planet requires. And those who are sensitive to the children's sensitivity Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. how they can bring it forth are are really the true teachers. And, you know, one size does not fit all. You know, to mandate testing the way we do and to mandate that kids sit in classrooms and 
and these boxes and, and do things the same way and take tests the way that take, you know, we've, we've been taught to take them. Yeah. It, it, it desensitizes the inner heart uh, pulsation of the true initiate and the true advanced alchemist. And we have to change this. We have to shift from this mentality to one that's more creative and allows for that inner creativity to come forth and emerge. And and only those educational systems that have tapped into this are the ones that are going to be successful in dealing with the kids with so much energy because they have to give. They have to touch things. They have to move. They can't just sit still for hours and hours at a time. And so when you see a child that is very kinesthetic, you know that they can be, they can actually have a lot of wisdom, and yet they may not be a great book learner or mm-hmm. someone who memorizes things. They may have an inner genius that we have to allow to, to come forth because they can solve phenomenal problems. So St. Germain gives many keys for the youth uh, that are kind of hidden within this book, and we have to keep them from drugs, keep them from violence and gangs, and this is possible through alchemy. You know, I want to ask you a question, David. Uh, for those of you just tuning in, David Christopher Lewis joining me here today, St. Germain uh, on Advanced Alchemy. Who was the greatest alchemist that ever lived, in your opinion? Well, Hermes Trismegistus was known probably as the original thrice great Trisma Gistus, Trisma Alchemist, and he wrote the Emerald Tablet. However, I have to say that St. Germain has been the one at the the very crux of the release of teaching for the last three to four centuries after his final incarnation as Francis Bacon, which many people feel that Francis Bacon actually wrote the Shakespearean plays, not not this ignorant guy named William Shakespeare who was a nobody. (laughs) So, uh, if you study the life of of, uh, Francis Bacon, you'll see amazing things, and he, I believe, really is the greatest alchemist. Now, I have to say, Uh having said that, Jesus the Christ and Sama Buddha were both phenomenal alchemists in their own right, and I would not, you know, the masters don't uh, (laughs) compare, you know, one to another, uh, and I would say that Jesus actually performed the greatest miracles ever known on the earth, and he was a, he was the great alchemist too. Yeah, isn't it fascinating when we think about Jesus? Though we talk about Jesus, so I was I was really struck by this the other day. You know, in this short period of time that he walked the earth, there was such a consistency and a frequency with the you know with the alchemist in him, right? It was consistent and frequent in a really short period of time. I don't think we think about this, right? You know, we don't we don't think about it, it relatively speaking, compared to some of these other people, you know, that lived 200 years then. We don't think about this short period of time and how much was done in it, right? And we're not even talking about his whole life, are we? No, and some people think he lived longer than the 33 years, and that's yeah. another topic. However, changing water into wine walking on water, um, multiplying the loaves and fishes. Those are two of the major uh, examples of alchemy, of transforming substance in an instant. 
And, you know, there other people have done this. He was an example, and he wasn't the only one who's ever done it. There have been many saints and adepts, East and West, who have been able to do this that's documented. However, he was probably about the purest example and the one that, you know, historically we we know to have been there, and we have, you know, the writings of the, of the Holy Bible to prove it, so... Well, you know, I wanted to, uh, you know, talk a little bit about the 33 questions. And I, I'd love to be able to skip the break because we've got so much to talk about here today. Um, I'd love to talk about the 33 questions that are in here. And, you know, I and and out of these questions, I love to get this point of view. I'm sure that there were surprises for you. But was there any one or two where when you discovered what was what was given to you in what we're calling, you know, this amazing, this amazing uh, way to heart stream? And we'll talk about what heart streaming is. And, and, and was there anything in here in the questions where you thought, really? <laughs> or was it all like that? Well, it was all beautiful, you know. A bunch of people got together. I think it was about seven people, and they came up with the questions, and they were answered over a period of about six weeks. Um, one that was very interesting for me was, how is it possible to see clearly into the future and the past? Which visionaries or writings can I study to learn of coming world events? And you know, so his answer was very interesting, and I've subsequently had a lot of deep experiences of time travel mm. back into the past and into the future to experience um, in a timeless way the eternality within the eternal now of God's being and there is no limitation because in in the universal everything is cyclic it's not linear and I think science and physics the new physics is realizing this they talk about parallel universes they talk about different universes that could actually be, you know, being experienced simultaneously with ours. And it's not so far-fetched because physics is telling us this. It's not just woo-woo science or spirituality. It's actually the current physics. So when St. Germain reveals, and I won't tell you everything in the book because I like people to to hear it, um, about how you can transmute the past using the violet light and how you can project light into the future within the eternal now to set forth matrices of perfection and beauty and glory and divinity so that there's a pure stream and a course before you to follow and walk upon to co-create the world that we desire. These are beautiful concepts and, and ones which you know, it may seem a little far-fetched for some people who desire everything to be very, very practical, and yet the dreamers among us are the ones who have created the amazing invention, the people who have had experiences with where a muse inspired upon them something that was magical or a new technology. So there's ample proof already that genius comes from somewhere beyond just the human brain. Right. or the mind. It comes from the universal mind of God consciousness that's everywhere present in the universe. And those who have tapped into that have been able to harvest 
great quotients of light, understanding, truth, and wisdom, and brought it to humanity to kind of help us to make progress. And we require progress right now. We require yes. change and transformation to get us beyond the current world situation and, and issues that we have into the new era of peace, enlightenment, and freedom. And St. Germain also is a great exponent of freedom. And the freedom to express, the freedom to discover, to go within, and the freedom to be uh, is, is something that we take for granted in the United States. America. It's not present everywhere in the world. And when I travel to 30 different nations, you see the effects of, of you know, certain national consciousness that, that you just don't find uh, there, that you find here, of this freedom to express and freedom to co-create. And I think that, that St. Germain's consciousness will impregnate the whole world more and more mm-hmm. as peoples everywhere awaken to the fact that they they are co-creators. We are all vested with this creativity through our free will experience. And the governments and economies and businesses have to conform with the new consciousness of freedom and eternality. Because if they don't, people will rise up and demand change. And they are demanding it now. Yeah. You know, I you cover so much in this book. It is impossible for us to really share even a tenth of what the amazing messages are in here. I want to give folks an opportunity to call into the show. 1-800-930-2819 if you have a question for David. Uh, you know, as a result of these uh, this incredible book, St. Germain on Advanced Alchemy, Heart Streaming in the Aquarian Age, Volume 1. Um, you know, there. before we go to break, I want to ask you about a couple of things. And, you know, one of them is when you talk about in the book or when St. Germain talks about in the book, um, be, being in God here and now. Uh, and I wanted to talk with you a little bit about that, being in God here and now. I think this is a very, very powerful message. And yet, at the same time, I'm not sure we get this. You know, and I wanted to hear what you had to say about it. Because being in God here and now, when I read this, it doesn't mean to turn the switch on when we think we want, you know, we want to have that God consciousness and ability, you know, for solving a problem. There's something about what's written here that talks about being this. Can you talk and expand about up, upon this a little bit, David? Yeah. God's always been with us. You know, there's mm-hmm. a quote on page 193. Living mm-hmm. in presence allows the field of God's highest laws of beingness to unfold and work through you. And he also says, lasting happiness manifests through loving relationships expressed by prayerful and joyful service to others sprinkled with the fun of lifelong spiritual learning. But one of, the mo- one of the most powerful quotes, intent upon changing the world, begin with your own. And also, we regard the wise as those who have studied and worked on themselves to the point of realizing that only God exists. So if you try to be spiritual... <laughs> you've lost part of the dynamic of how you access spirit to spirituality. You just allow God and God's love and light and virtues to flow through you because we are created in God's image and likeness. 
we're already that. We don't have to become something else by human pressure or striving and through human sweat. It's more about accepting and allowing our true self, our true nature, to gloriously and humbly manifest through us in, in a very loving and practical way. One other quote, the resources of the spirit always replenish themselves instantly when used to glorify God and to highlight and revivify his presence, or we could say her presence, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I just feel that when people are creative, they catalyze cosmic connections between their hearts and God's. When we nourish our inner genius child through heart mindfulness, then our our own creativity flows forth, and we can do imaginative and powerful things to transform our world. St. Germain said that nothing is impossible to a creative mind and willing heart tethered to God. And true spirituality is divine love wisdom in full blossom through your sacred labor, your vocation, your divine calling. I just feel there's so many beautiful keys in St. Germain's words in this book that give us pause to consider who we are, what our purpose is, how we can transform our own lives first and then the world at large by living in this sacred space of stillness, peace, and inner beingness. And, of course, I've shared with you before many times that I love Eckhart Tolle's teaching on the power of now and a new earth, and I think this book takes us, I won't say higher, it's on a parallel track with what Eckhart Tolle has brought forth, that those who really have enjoyed and tried to utilize his teaching will gain great insights from what St. Germain shares because he is an ascended being and he knows the the trappings of life on earth, what we are going through, and how we can reach the new level of consciousness that we're all striving to access and to become. So one other funny funny quote, he said, bending time and space alone is not enough to tap into the resources of the spirit. Mastering time and space trues us to the source. Now, how do we master time and space? I believe it's by living in the stillness of our presence with great love, intention, a sense of holiness, or you could just say wholeness, that we are already whole. We don't have to put on airs. We don't have to try to do something different by being too spiritual or too pure. We are already that. We are born that. You know, you look at a newborn child, it is absolutely perfectly pure and undefiled. Oh, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk with David Christopher Lewis about Lady Portia. Who is Lady Portia? You know, one of my favorite quotes, and I and let's let's just go to break with this, is from... It's from the original movie, the movie The Matrix, you know, where 
uh, Neo is in front of a young boy who is bending the spoon. And the boy, you know, watches him try to bend the spoon and finally says to him, do not try and bend the spoon. That's impossible. Instead, only try to realize the truth. And so Neo says, what truth? And the boy says, there is no spoon, just like there is no time. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Introducing the Lucid Planet, a digital gathering place featuring cutting-edge, high-vibrational content that will empower and inspire you to become the greatest version of yourself. Visit the Lucid Planet today to stimulate your mind, body, and soul as you connect with a global community of like-minded people. The Lucid Planet is edited by renowned psychologist and author, Dr. Kelly Neff, who is here to help you cope with anxiety, connect to your higher purpose, uncover your true passions, and live your dreams. Dr. Kelly's fresh, compassionate perspective emphasizes growth, transformation, healing, and thriving, even in the face of adversity. Say goodbye to bad news and low vibrational media for good and become part of the larger collective of people working together to navigate the global shift of consciousness and transform the world from within. Join the planet, the Lucid Planet. Visit thelucidplanet.com. Welcome home. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, a.m. 1150, and Transformation Time. Talk Radio. Encapsulations is committed to producing the most complete line of research-based nutritional supplements from fish oil to probiotics to multivitamins and more. Available through qualified health professionals and community pharmacists, finished products are pure and hypoallergenic to optimize the long-term health of all patients, even the most sensitive. With Pure Encapsulations, you can rest assured that you're getting the purest and highest quality nutritional supplements available. Ask a qualified healthcare practitioner about Pure Encapsulations today and discover why it's the supplement brand of choice for healthcare professionals worldwide. For more information, please visit www.pureencapsulations.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Dr. Loves Quickies. Mary's about ready to give love the shove, because no matter what she tries, guys don't know that she's alive. To turn guys on, she needs to turn on those green lights, nonverbal cues that say, over here. Most guys won't approach unless they're cleared for landing. So ladies, to kickstart your love life, turn on those green lights and flash your pearly whites. I'm Dr. Jamie Turndorf of AskDrLove.com. Finally here, so I just want to testify, make it crystal clear. 
Hey, everybody, welcome back. For more information about us, go to the Transformation Network or TransformationTalkRadio.com or the TheDrPatShow.com, Facebook, The Dr. Pat Show, Twitter, The Dr. Pat Show. Um, for more information about David Quist- Christopher Lewis, all of the places he's going to be, his upcoming events, and to get a copy of the book. David, what's the best place to uh, send folks to find out more about you, about your travels, and how to get a copy of the book? Well, heartscenter.org, hearts, plural, no apostrophe, center.org is our primary website. We also have St. Germain on Advanced Alchemy.com, the name of the book.com, and you can uh, buy the book through that, or I think we're giving away two copies, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to give away two copies right now. We're going to give away the first one. We'd love to give one copy of the book away right now. It's an amazing book. Uh, Of course it is. 1-800-930-2819 to our first caller. Let's do that one first. We'd love to give a copy of the book away. And if you've got any questions for David or for St. Germain, uh, please let us know. 1-800-930-2819. It's a signed copy of the book, as a matter of fact. Um. You know, David, let's talk about, uh, you know, I got to give Lady Portia a little time if we could. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, she was a major part of this book. And yeah. She's twin, the twin ray or twin flame of St. Germain. And, you know, she's mentioned in the Shakespearean play, mm. uh, the Pound of Flesh Lady. <laughs> For those who are familiar with uh, uh, some of the Shakespearean plays. So Portia's mentioned, and she is an exponent of justice and opportunity. And if you look at those statues that are often in Supreme Court or other court buildings in the United States, it has the lady that's standing there with the scales and she's blindfolded. Well, she represents Portia, the goddess of justice and opportunity, who is blind to, uh, you know, the truth, so to speak, and she's just weighing things based on what actually happens, not on any predisposition or prejudgment. So Portia is an exponent of the light of freedom, justice, opportunity, and she is the counterbalance to St. Germain, who's the exponent of freedom. And in the book, in the third part three, the alchemical elixirs, these 33 chapters, every other one is, is a message from Portia, which is beautiful, some of the titles are, uh, let's say, See the Violet Ray as a Ray of Blessing, Be the Light of Freedom to a World, Embrace Your Real Self Evermore, and The Ancient Dream of God, Heaven Upon Earth. Those are just some examples. I bring a new spiral of divine justice. So she supported St. Germain through all of his incarnations upon Earth, ascended tens of thousands of years ago and is also a member of what we call the Great Karmic Board which is the body that adjudicates divine justice for all life streams evolving upon earth and people often go before the Karmic Board both before and after their incarnations upon earth to kind of get a reading of how they did and what they could improve the next time around and they plan their next incarnation. So she's a very important member of that august spiritual body who helps people to look squarely at the facts of what they've done in each lifetime 
to make amends for their mistakes, to be forgiven, and to then move on and coming back into incarnation to hopefully get things right and to just, you know, lead a life of love, compassion, and givingness, forgiveness. And uh, so, anyway, that's a little bit about her. She's an amazing being, and when she comes, the energy that I felt is a very deep kind of purple intensity of, of such compassion that it's kind of intense. It can be uh, a little bit intimidating to some people to feel her presence because it's so she's so intensely concentrated in light and love, yeah. and yet she fulfills that law of justice, which is kind of the counterbalance to mercy, mm-hmm. uh, because justice, you know, has to be meted out in, in one sense or another through the law of cycles, the law of karma. It doesn't mean that God is a vengeful God or God is mean-spirited. It just means that we have to learn our lessons, and the universe provides the beautiful means whereby we can do that through the law of cycles. I wanted to talk with you about something that is written here very specifically from Lady Portia. And um, I, and for those of you out there, we're giving a copy of the book away, 1-800-930-2819. Actually, two copies, but we're going to do them one at a time. So if you would love to re- receive a signed copy of the book, give us a shout, 1-800-930-2819. You know, I was reading about this, and it says each day is an opportunity to be God in manifestation. And, you know, I thought it was going to, and I started to read it, and I love, first of all, I love the way it's written. And I love, um, you know, what's said here. And one of the things that's said is opportunity is a sacred vessel through which you mu- you move to know the spirit where to know the spirit where you are. And because you have free will, you are you are free to move into higher consciousness ever and always. I'll read it again. It says opportunity is a sacred vessel through which you move to know the spirit where you are. And because you have free will. You are free to move into higher consciousness ever and always. This is a really powerful statement to me because I love that it is in a combination with using the term opportunity. And I, I know that um, we say the word opportunity in our culture and it takes on almost a negative meaning in the world of manifestation. But I really am looking at this, and there's a different message here. I wonder if you could talk about this. This is on page 258. I wonder if you could talk about what Portia's message is for us here. Well, opportunity is more than chance. It's kind of the, the free will means whereby we choose a higher walk, hopefully. We... We always have opportunity. Every day we wake up, we have opportunity. And even if we're in circumstances that are trying, like a bad relationship or maybe a job that's not optimal or a situation, maybe we're imprisoned, you know, use that opportunity for the highest. I mean, look at the people that have been in prison, Gandhi, Jesus, Peter, uh, Martin Luther King, uh, Malcolm X, you know, these amazing Individuals who use that opportunity in prison, seemingly constrained into a little cell to actually write amazing, beautiful 
works that were inspiring to humanity. Um, so every breath is an opportunity. Every, every moment we can choose a higher walk with spirit. We can choose to be loving, kind, virtuous, forgiving, understanding of every person, or we, or we can choose something less, and hopefully we're making right choices. The, the ability to, to breathe and move itself is opportunity. You know, if we, if we were like a plant, planted in one place, we couldn't move. We would have less opportunity. And yet even plants have the ability to communicate one with another and to send perfumes out into the atmosphere, etc. Well, we do the same thing, and, and we have a lot more freedom of expression. And I think we take it for granted. And even if there are people out there who feel that you were born into a situation which is constraining, you still have the ability to move and to change and to transform your life. You are not bound by what others think. You're not bound by what you previously have thought. You can change your thought. You can evolve in consciousness. And so opportunity is the means, it's the facilitation of the free will experience to choose to be our highest, our best, our optimal. And if we blame others for anything in our life, our parents, our environment, our DNA, whatever, we are entering into lower consciousness because we're, we're, we're saying to the universe, uh, you're the reason why I am the way I am. And I'm sorry, but we are the reason why we are where, who we are and why we are. And if we use our opportunities, you know, righteously and justly, there's no excuse for anything less than a happy, loving life of spiritual fulfillment. So Portia reminds us that the responsibility and accountability for who we are rests solely with us because we have free will, and we can always choose to get out of a relationship, we can choose to go somewhere else, we can choose to move, we can choose to change. And therefore, you know, we create our world. We create our world by our consciousness. And I think that this is actually a freeing teaching because even though it puts the responsibility squarely back on our shoulders, it's also freeing because freedom comes from this knowledge, this understanding, rather than what some science and some people continually try to drum into us that we're sinners, we're less than, we don't have the ability, we're always going to be, uh, you know, uh, we have this human propensity to be criminal or evil. I don't believe that. I believe we, are, we have the propensity to be divinely good, loving, kind, virtuous. And the masters teach this, and they demonstrate it. So, you know, it's time that we change our culture from this culture that says that we're less than, that we're imperfect, that we're evil, or we're created, you know, uh, you know because of original sin, we're all sinners. That was a man-made construct construction. That was not. You won't find that teaching in the Bible. I'm sorry. That was... <laughs> Yeah. And that was, that was one of the things that I had to give up as a Catholic and that I, I did not believe the first time I heard it as a child. I did not accept it because I knew innately 
it was wrong. It was it was a false teaching and a false theology. So if there's Catholics out there, I'm sorry, I love you. Get rid of that teaching because it is binding, it is denying who you are, that you were created in this beautiful image and likeness of God. How can you reconcile that teaching of original sin with the teaching in Genesis? You can't. So that means that the, the concept of original sin is bogus, and it's time that it be whitewashed from the earth. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, you know, and what we're talking about is what we carry forth in the moments we're in. I mean, if we go back to Lady Portia and what she's saying is each day is an opportunity to be God in manifestation. You know, I, I want to just read what she ends this this uh, teaching with. She says, I am and we are with you always, even unto the end of your trials in matter with a capital M and your victory in spirit with a capital S and in cosmic joy. Um, and when we take a look at what the message is in here, it is really about what you say or what Portia says later on. Embrace the fullness of your solar uh, essence. Embrace the fullness of your solar essence. And I think this is what you're saying um, in many, many ways. And I've heard you say it before. It's the idea to use the law of God power on behalf of all the righteous in the earth. In, in, and, and she goes on to talk about how to dispel darkness where it exists across the earth for a deeper and more concentrated uh, uh, action of light. And so let's talk about that because uh, the light, you know, just a flicker of light diminishes um, so many atoms of darkness. It's really hard to even conceptualize it. But I'd love for you to talk about this, you know, to talk about this essence, to talk about this fullness that we're now being invited to step into. It's not like actually, David, when I read the book, and I've read this book now several times, it's not like, oh, we have to be something different. It is the, is the overarching message is, oh my God, please just be the fullness of, of you, all of you. Yeah, you have to have a shift though to accept that because we've been yeah. programmed. We've been programmed to think something else. So the biggest hurdle for most people is to realize that we are beautiful, we are divine, we're divinely created. And once you once you accept that and you get it into your genes and into your consciousness and into, into our thick skulls, and, and we really get it through the heart actually then everything changes, and every day becomes this beautiful free will opportunity to be expressive of inner joy, love, beauty, harmony, peace. And we can reap a harvest of light for God's, for God daily and the alchemist's great joy experience of light. Um, I, I truly believe that the spark of God's divinity is within every person's heart and when we find and fan that spark it, it ignites a new fire that keeps growing and it becomes more brilliant and our auras begin to shine and people see that and feel it and we can harmonize everything in our environment by our love, by our light and when all of us take accountability to do this in some way each day that light starts growing 
worldwide, and the whole the whole culture is raised. We begin to transform our planet, and all the darkness starts to be dispelled. I remember watching the the movie Time Machine, and you know the original one where they go, the guy, you know, he goes down below where the the Morlocks are living, and they're they've lived in darkness so long that they can't handle any light, and all he does is light a match, and they just freak out. So humanity at at large at large is kind of like this. They they don't know that they are the light. And we have to remind them that they are light, that this is our true nature. This is who we are. And when people can feel that and know it, then they begin to manifest it and believe it. And the belief and the acceptance and the faith grows. And it's a cumulative uh, synchronistic thing that keeps building and as we as we do this through your show and other new age shows the momentum builds and gradually more and more people are waking up becoming more enlightened and quickened and they have insights they have revelations and then the culture changes because we demand of of industry of business of education of government that this new way of love and acceptance and light is now the new norm. And this is how we're going to transform our planet. And St. Germain gives us so many beautiful keys, and I'm glad that you read Porsches because I, I yeah. just love her so much. Yeah. Uh, I read it because it's so beautifully intertwined in the whole book. I mean, you know, this is actually incredible body of work. I don't even want to call it a book. We have a caller calling in who has a super question for you. Mr. Benny, I think we have enough time to bring David on. Why don't we do that? All right. David's calling in from Mercer Island. David, welcome to the show. Hi, David. Welcome to the show. Hey. Hey. What's your question? I'm awesome. I'm so glad we got to talk with you today. Good. I'm glad that I could talk to another David. I haven't met one I haven't liked. So, <laughs> um, my question is: How does and maybe he sort of David talked about it, but how does one make amends for the carnation that he's in, and then also stimulate divine mercy and elicit the love and opportunity that is out there for that person? Well, forgiveness is all important at a certain phase of our life to forgive oneself first and to forgive others. Anita Morjani in her seminal book, which I highly recommend, says that at a certain point, however, we realize there's nothing left to forgive because we were all created perfect and got, we are still perfect in our higher self. And when you realize what that means, then you don't have to forgive someone for something because there was nothing to forgive because everything is a learning experience. Every mistake we, we've made that we may feel at some point like we make, you know, we'd like to make amends for, if we learn something from it and we grew from it because we went through trials or pain or suffering, is still part of the plan of us becoming self-transformed. So when we realize that, then it frees us from this even from the sense, the foreboding sense of karma and even the law of cause and effect, which still is in operation at a certain level of consciousness, but it frees us to go in the center of the circle where we realize pure presence, pure love, pure light, 
and all of the disparate darkness and veils and things that have clouded our eternality and our oneness with God disappear in that oneness, that state of unity and non-duality. So I, I think that the key to overcoming a sense that we even have things to make amends for is to enter the the space of perfection in the center of the circle of God's being, which we already have inside of ourselves by going within and realizing that unity field of beingness and remaining there as much as we can in consciousness throughout our day. And then we are pure love. We express pure love. We don't make any negative karma because we are only loving. We are accepting of everyone, no matter who they are. We love every person, every life form, all the universe. We are in the space of love. And that love is what, in, in such a beautiful way, harmonizes everything, brings everything into um, balance and harmony. And there is no more disparity. There's no more darkness. We've dissolved the karma or the issues by our love, by our light. I think it's a very powerful equation that you have to experience to know what I'm talking about. I've experienced it to the point where I just love everyone. I love everyone no matter what. There's, there's no angst in my being toward any form of life, and therefore I cannot create any negativity. It simply is non-existent in my world. And St. Germain teaches us the key of how to sustain this. It's one thing to experience it once. Once you do, you can re-experience it by going back in consciousness to that state of beauty and perfection and love, and then just staying there throughout your day by being the light, being love. And it may seem a little woo-woo, maybe too spiritual for some people, or or too uh, woo-woo, I can assure you it's not. When you have reached that point and when you experience that love of, of the allness of God, it's, it's actually easy to maintain it if you shift awareness to realize that's your natural state of being. It's not something you have to strive to get into. It's natural for us to be there. And to just change our consciousness to accept the fact that that's our natural state is a huge shift. Once you accept that and you have it impregnated deep within your soul and your heart, then it's just it's a joyful life. Mm. Wow. So then, it, so then it's really just following the, the teaching of, of emulating God's ways and mm. uh, giving without wanting anything in return. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've said it in your own words beautifully, David. I appreciate that so much. And then, so basically, it's it's ripping apart those layers to get to the center or the, the divine spark within that is the godliness within us. Yeah, and the light itself will dissolve those those onion skin layers. Great that may temporarily be little veils around us. Wow. Thank you, thank you so much, David. David, thank you. David, what a great, great time we've spent together. One more time, give out your website, and thank you for this incredible book. It's amazing. Heart 
Center.org, no apostrophe, hearts, plural, Center.org. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. I really oh, love and appreciate you. I look forward to meeting you in person. I can't wait. And I hope you'll be able to come on again before you actually arrive here so we can again remind people of your coming to town, of the work that you're doing, and how divinely appointed you are. Thank you so much. David Christopher Lewis, everybody. Shoot.